This is the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 004. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Billy Presida. Billy is the host of the Man Whore Podcast. We first met Billy a few years ago. We actually were filming some instructional videos, and we went up to New York and uh, met him and filmed him, and he did a whole video for us on using dating apps like Tinder to hook up. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the secret to hooking up successfully, and it's probably not what you think. So without further ado, let's hop into the interview. Although, Cassie, you're not shirtless, so I mean... <laughs> yeah, definitely a gender inequality here. <laughs> you're you're going to have a really hard time convincing her. <laughs> I'm not going to try to convince her. <laughs> he couldn't see you. Your camera's too. She just flashed you, but your camera's, your camera's too. <laughs> no, I missed it. <laughs> your camera's too. Uh... Too slow. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Well, it was funny because you were mentioning your butt being burnt and it made me think of camp. We just got back from Dark Odyssey uh, Fusion and our partner, her tits got like severely burned. Um, so, yeah, like you don't think about those kind of things like in when you're going to like the beach or doing some, like a camping trip normally. Like, you know, I really need to lather those parts of the body that never get sunlight. Yeah. And it's like I did I did it the first time. I had a friend do my back and then I just never redid the back. But you like I re, I kept putting on more coats on the front throughout the day. But if you look at the burn on the back, you can see me trying. It's just like it's all <laughs> jagged because it's my fingers slapping trying to get the back. And are you two still dating? Cassie and I? Yeah. Weren't yeah. y'all dating when uh, when y'all were up here? We've been married for like 10 years now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay yeah because as i remember the chit chat was uh was like cassie you were saying like you're basically mostly into women at the time oh yeah that's still the case we went to uh we went to camp and we came back and she's like i i, I don't know if i can say i'm bisexual anymore she's like i spent the whole time at camp trying to find a guy i wanted to fuck and i couldn't do it yeah yeah like uh, like 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 six days like a thousand people and out of a thousand people, I really couldn't find any guys that I was like, damn, I would really like to hit that. And um, yeah, so I think I'm moving like I feel like bisexuality is sort of like a spectrum and I feel like I'm very much moving away from the bisexual spectrum, spectrum more to the lesbian spectrum. But she did have a conversation. She's like, you know, I, I still love you. I'm still attracted to you sexually. She's like, but if we met now, I don't know if I'd be interested. So, so Cassie, yeah. would you be more interested in like a hot trans chick with a good cock? Just in general. Um, okay. Over other men. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, so I the, the thing missing to you about men is like a nice feminine figure. Yeah, like like breasts, like the feminine, you know, features, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it uh, all I got to do is watch you start talking about sex and I got to adjust your levels <laughs> every time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah. So it was interesting. We had a good camp, man. So Cassie, you wanna you wanna introduce, and then I'll read the bio, so you don't accidentally. Oh, we didn't even start. I. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> that was all good. Although I might cut some. I might cut some of that in. We were having a good conversation. <laughs> Keep that, baby. Yeah. You're like I, a, you do one of those. You made it weird. Like, hey, are we recording? It's like, oh, we've been recording the whole time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We haven't had one of those yet, but that would be fantastic. I love fading into the I love fading into the interview. I love it when they're like five minutes in be like, are we recording? I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably introduce you. This was good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll keep that and just cut all of this out that we just were like, hey, we haven't started yet. Nah, keep it all in. Let them see behind the curtain. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to the Touch of Flavor Podcast. This is Cassie. And I'm Rigel. Today we're talking to Billy Prasada. Billy is a New York City based stand-up comedian. He's a retired underground poker dealer, man on Weight Watchers, and accidental popcorn burner. I kept that stuff in, Billy. He's also the host of the Man Whore Podcast. Uh, and every week he talks to women he's hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, love, and why they didn't work out. And we'll post that link in the notes. Anything you want to fill in, Billy? 
I, I, I got to correct and say it's, uh, it's Billy Presida. Oh, man. Oh, that's embarrassing. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I've been brought up. I've been introduced on many an open mic and comedy show with uh, and Billy Prakita. Uh, I got mispronounced at my college graduation. So, you know, it, it happens. I think that's part of us just talking to you in person and nobody ever actually telling us how to pronounce your last name and us just reading it. It's all right. It's all right. No biggie. Uh, so you do, you do quite a few, uh, before we get okay. into the topic and cool. stuff, you do quite a few comedy shows and stuff around, uh, New York. You have anything coming up you want people to know about? Uh, this comes out in August. Yep. Uh, I'm at the Creek in the Cave on August 11th. Uh, and that's about it right now. Okay. Um, I, yeah. If you have anything between now and then let us know, we'll post it up with this stuff in case people want to come see you. Billy's definitely worth seeing if you're in the New York area. So great. All right. So we're talking, we're going to be talking today about hookups, which is a great topic. We actually had talked a little bit about this, specifically about Tinder a few years ago for an online thing, which was a fantastic, uh, fantastic. Cassie, I were actually just talking about it before we got on here. You went through this whole thing about girls. Like, uh, what was it, Cassie? Like, Oh tins. yeah, the tins. I found them on the tins and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I guess I taught a class on Tinder. Yeah, I think it was hooking up online. Yeah. Hooking up online. I definitely gave some Craigslist tips. That's that's going to be my next big frontier is I'm going to expose the world to the beauty of weird fucking on Craigslist. Uh, I'd like <laughs> just explore the possibility of weird public and group sex stuff on the Craigslist, all sorts of stuff. And maybe you'll even get an antique coffee table. Who knows? Wait, wait, <laughs> hold on. We've got we've to talk about this for a minute. So have you had any... Are you saying that you've had any kind of success on Craigslist? Because without a doubt, Are we, you so Cassie me? used Craigslist year ago. Cassie used Craigslist years ago before like some of the more traditional dating sites were really kicking. And before we were really like hooking up with most of the people we hook up with, like from our scene. It was bad. And it was everybody that she met on there was like crazy in some fashion, like 16 year olds pretending they were 21, like people asking to send her body parts. Like it was a fucking crazy fest. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of Craigslist. I mean, yeah, I've had a, a plenty of success. Uh, I don't think it takes much to have, quote unquote, a lot of success on Craigslist. But yeah, I've had a lot of success on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Uh, I use it for I use it a lot for uh, like different type of st sex. Like I'm not going on there looking to fuck somebody like or I'm not on there looking to fuck one person in missionary in someone's bedroom. You know, or I'm not on there looking just to have a threesome because, like, that's boring. Give me something more exciting at this point. Uh, threesomes are so tame. Uh, no, the, you know, what was it? What did I get? Oh, so I responded to an ad for Bukaki over the weekend, and then uh, I got a response, and the response was, Hey, Billy, thanks for the reply. Holy shit. I know the Man Whore podcast, so this is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think a fan's going to let me face fuck his wife. This is cool. That is awesome. That's great. See, that my awesome. my luck on Craigslist was always like batshit crazy people. Um, you know, it, I would be see for me, I was going on Craigslist looking for maybe more of the tamer sort of stuff. Maybe that's where I was tame going. Tame is on. tame. I wouldn't say tame. Well, I said tame is probably not the right word. Tamer kind of stuff like i just want to like tie you up and fuck you use like my fucks all on you like those sort of things you know fairly tame so maybe that's where i was going wrong well if you're a woman on craigslist you can get a whole array of things from tame and normal to out there and wild it's just, and you because you're you're a woman and craigslist is full of dudes so you will find the stuff for me the the thing is there it's craigslist there's a few women and a lot of dudes so it's uh, it can be a problem. <clears throat> what I learned at a very young age, when I was in when I was in college here in New York City, I learned that if I was oh, comfortable with at least one other penis in the room, I exponentially increased my chances of <laughs> getting a response because less men respond to those ads. So from a young age, I was like, "All right, yeah, I could get. I'll go to a blow bang. Sure, why not? Uh, I just want the blow job. I don't care who else is there." That seems like a pretty good rule for dealing with Craigslist. I think that's probably the best, like, 
Craigslist secret I've ever heard. Yeah, our I said the story I never forget on Craigslist when, when like Cassie was like uh, looking for hookups years ago was she had this check. Now, granted, we were much younger at the time. I think you were probably what, like 23, 22, maybe. And uh, Cassie had this chick respond and she was saying all the right things and she was sending like pictures and she was banging and like, you know, she like wanted to come over. She wanted to hook up this, that and the other. And Cassie had some discussion about picking her up and she said something about like having to be back for school. And we were like, what, what school? Now, granted, this chick said she was like oh, 20. No. Yeah, what? And she looked like she was 20. And she's like, what, uh, what, uh, what, what school are you talking about? And the girl was in high school. And no! she's like, yeah, no. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, uh, she's like, well, I'm a, we're like, how old are you? Like you said you were 20. And she's like, well, I'm about to turn 16, right? 17. I'm, 17. I'm, a, I'm almost oh 17. Like yeah. if you wait around for me, I'll be 18. And, and Cassie was like, no, no, no. I was like, no. I am deleting every conversation I ever had with you. Um, I mean, but she said she was 20. I'm like, yeah. So it was, it was bad. People can't see the look on my face right now. Oh my god, that kind of happened to me once too. I um I was on Tinder. I was like twenty two, so still like I was like fresh out of college, but I was twenty two, and I was on Tinder. I matched with someone like in Westchester. Um, oh no no, she was just somewhere in like kind of like somewhere in Connecticut, and it was within like my Tinder range, I guess. And we match, and it turned, and she was eighteen. But it turned out she was a senior in high school. She was at a boarding school, and this was and this was when I like officially started raising my age limit just in life. Because uh, I, I look, I'm not, I'm not proud of this. I like, I went because I had a gig in Boston, so I was gonna drive, and I was like, I'll stop by like in the afternoon, pick you up, and then we'll like hang out and fool around, and then you know, then I'll go off to Boston. And it was the weirdest. I felt like the biggest creep ball <laughs> pulling into a, and I went to boarding school, like pulling into a boarding school campus and just being like, Oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. Uh, she got in the car. And like the first, the first thing I did before I even let her in the car was I asked to see her ID. Yep. Yeah. We started that, doing- that was the thing I needed to confirm. And it was just, you know, like, again, it's just weird, especially when you're they're at a fucking boarding school. We had to go to, like, some field and, like, go in the back. And then we were in the back seat and we exchanged some oral. But I was just like, no, thank you. This is odd. I was just like, look, I got to stop. I'm feeling weird about this. And I drove her back to campus. And I was like, you're really cute. You're going to be fine. This is just weird for me. <laughs> and that's when I officially was like, no more... I was like, no more teenagers. I have a no teens rule now. I think that's a fair rule. We, we, I've found the younger they are, yeah, the more problems you can run into in all kinds of, well, definitely like we don't like date wise, like we don't date anybody under like, I don't think we have a hard and fast rule now, but I don't know. Usually like, 24 now I yeah, think I feel like I've gotten to the point where I've I've stopped there's a difference between fucking people and dating people though like there's yeah, different, yeah, age, yeah. different yeah. age limits yeah, for both like, I'll, I'll fuck a 20 year old but I'm not gonna date a 20 exactly. exactly like I'm like I will still screw around with someone who is like 19 20 that that I can do like you know it's 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 cool maybe depending on the yeah depending on the maturity of the person but like Dating, I'm kind of like, I need somebody who is a little bit more on my level um, that is going to have an understanding of themselves emotionally because I can't do it anymore. I'm getting too old. Not to mention sexually. I mean, like, get, like I say, give me the 45-year-old version over the 25-year-old version any day of the week. Because like yeah. that 45-year-old knows what she wants. She don't put up with bullshit. She's willing to take instruction. She knows what her body looks like. And she's more likely to be fine with it than when she was 20 years ago. Um, no, th- yeah. Give me that any day. Completely agree. Uh-huh. And, and dating wise, it's like, and it's been a, uh, it's been a source of contention with my girlfriend and I sometimes, but like my girlfriend just turned 24. I just turned 28 and like, that's the youngest I'll date. Like I won't date anyone who's younger than her. 
Because I'm just realizing that like you're in different, you're in a different phase of life when you're just out of college versus several years out of college. Um, but yeah. So talking about hooking up, um, you know, we talked to a lot of people who think it's, it's really, you know, especially guys for the most part, not women, you don't really hear this from women, but guys who say, you know, it's, it's really, really hard if you're just looking to hook up with people to actually find people to hook up with. I'd be curious to get your point of view on that. Well, that's because they're, that's because they're looking to hook up. I mean, that's the first problem. Uh, it's not that you can't just want to hook up. But when the goal, when you go out with someone and the goal is like, okay, I got to figure out like how to like fuck this person, right? Like that's the goal. If, if if this is anything less than fucking her, it's, it's a failure. That's a problem. I've met guys who said like, oh, I went out this chick and she only blew me. It's like, what do you mean? She only blew you. You got a blow job. That's like the best. You don't even have to do work. Uh, so I think that's a first. The first folly of most dudes is they're trying to fuck rather than just try to con- like. My goal post is always making out. That's like my goal, especially if I'm even if it's just casual or if I'm on a you know a regular date. My goal is to make out because that's an it's a low pressure, it's uh, low risk, and that means that anything that happens more than that is extra and bonus. You know, it's hard to be um, disappointed, you know? Uh, so that was like, if we like went back and we fooled around, but like we didn't do oral or, and we didn't have sex, like penetrative sex, I'm not going to be angry about it. I'll be like, oh, that was a great time. I can't wait to meet up with that person and do that or more again. Um, and I think a lot of guys, so what happens is when you're like focused on, like I'm trying to fuck is you forget to connect with the person. And instead, you're just trying to see the lanes. You're like a, you start acting like a running back who's just like looking at the blocking scheme. You're trying to find like the hole to go through, literally. You're just trying to find like where's there an opening instead of just, why don't you just connect with a person? Um, and then, and then see where that takes you. Because if you connect with them and you start making out, like that's usually a good sign that more could be on the horizon. I think that's got a lot of like, back to it. Cause I know with guys, you know, years ago when I was kind of like in my more hooky uppy datey guy thing that I went through, um, a cute way to say it. My, yeah. my hooky uppy datey days. No, okay, well, that's not what she means. She means her fucking guy days is what yeah, she means. That's, that's more it, it. When I used to be more bisexual, my dick days. Yeah. Um, I, I, I realized very quickly the hookups that I had that went well were ones that had like a very low bar set. Like we're going to hang out and goof around and see where things go. But if there was like this expectation that something was going to happen, those were the ones that just did not feel very good. Those were the ones that tended to, no matter what happened, even if the set goal happened, still felt like it just wasn't really all that great. At the end of the day, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, yeah, you gotta lower the expe- expectations. The only times I like having specific expectations is if we're trying to plan a specific scene. So if I'm doing something on Craigslist or whatever, if I'm doing some sort of scene where it's like, hey, I'm going to leave my doors unlocked, I'm going to be naked and blindfolded in my bedroom, here's the directions to get to my bedroom come in, do things and leave without taking the blindfold off. That's like a scene, right? I've done that twice. Very fun. Uh, When when I'm doing that, then yeah, there's specific expectations because more scene-based. But if I'm trying to just connect with the person and see what happens, like, yeah, it's so much better. It's so much better. So I think that's the first thing I tell guys who say, how do I get laid? I say, stop trying to get laid. I think and it's really interesting to me to hear your point of view on this, because, see, with us, most of the people that we screw around with are people that we know, you know, to a certain like 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 more friends with benefits kind of situation. Like we have a lot of people that like we've known for a while and like, you know, sometimes we'll hook up and do stuff like so it's really interesting to me to hear your point of view on like, you know, the. If you're just, even if you're just looking to hook up the idea of getting away from that concept of being laid and just focusing on connection. Yeah. And for me, maybe it's just, you know, maybe I have an easy time doing that because, uh, making out's like my second favorite thing to do, uh, with a chick because I didn't get to do it for so long because women were so not an option for me growing up. I didn't come into my own until college. I didn't know how to talk to women. I didn't know how to make friends in general. So when I got to college, I kind of just exploded. And so 
I was like trying to make out with everybody because like I'm I'm looking for lost time. No, put your boobs away. I'm trying to make out here. Uh, so for me, that it's easy to have that be my goal because for me, that's that's one of my favorite things. Whereas in other people, you know, their favorite things is getting their penis touched, and so that that becomes the big goal. But I think if you can reorient yourself to the concept of uh, of putting your dick in a vagina is not the only way to have a fun time. Once you get past that, it's so freeing because you don't feel this pressure of like, wait, so how am I going to fuck them? You know. And and amusingly enough, it actually makes you more successful at fucking them. Yeah. So I, do, I agree as well. Yeah. As, you know. as as a woman, like I am more likely to fuck a guy if I don't feel like he's pressuring me for sex. And so. Cassie, I wanna I wanna stress I am not trying to pressure you into sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I appreciate that. Uh, but, but yeah, but like, aren't you like Cassie, like, aren't you less on the defense when you don't think, oh, this guy's just trying to get it in? Like, even when you know he's trying to get it in, when it's not so clear, aren't you less defensive and therefore more open than just ha connecting and having a good time? Absolutely. Um, yeah. for me, like, as far as like having sex with anybody, whether it's a guy or a girl, um, girls usually are a little less intimidating and are a little more cute about being blatantly obvious that they want to fuck you. Like when they're being blatantly honest about fucking you, it's cute. When guys are blatantly honest and 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 blunt about trying to fuck you, it's kind of ugly. Um, at least in, as, as far as my perspective. Uh, but the interaction and, and trying to connect and just being cool and calm about it, it, it just makes the whole situation feel a lot more relaxed, which is more likely to, you know, get me to have sex with you. Yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me ask you this, Billy. So if you are, say you're looking to hook up with somebody and it's not, you know, the whole Craigslist kind of specific, like Bukake with a fan's wife scene planned, uh, which we just actually did a Bukake scene at camp. Yes. Oh, nice. Um, Who's getting Bukakied? We, we facilitated, actually, we had a girl who, uh, short version of the story is like had this whole like consensual non-consent fantasy, like wanted to be like abducted and molested and, uh, wanted like a bukkake scene at the end of it. So like, and like her partners weren't really sure how to like organize that. And we're kind of like consensual non-consent is kind of like what we do. Like, so, <laughs> so they approached us about it and I uh, yes, we facilitated the whole thing. Cassie actually wound up like going around the camp and like telling people like, Hey, we're going to be doing this here at this time. Like if you want to show up and we're done with this chick, like you can all like stand there and come all over. <laughs> Bring your penis and your cum. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> but when you're not, when you're not doing uh, I'll have to tell you about the scene in a little more detail sometime. It was fantastic. But when you're not doing um, uh, like a planned scene like that and you're still looking to hook up, how, you know, say you're on Tinder or whatever the case may be um, and you're not approaching it as like, hey, I want to get out there and fuck you. How exactly do you approach it then? So you find a girl on Tinder who you're interested in hooking up with, but you don't want to say, hey, I want to come out there and fuck you. So how do you pitch that? Or how do you approach that? Pitch is the wrong word. Well, I also don't know if I want to fuck her. Uh, you know, it's. I gotta. I have to exchange a few words. Uh, you know, I don't know <clears throat> what she's looking for, and depending on what the chemistry is, I don't know what I'm looking for. There have been people I really want to fuck who I, you know, would never date. There have been people who I was like, oh wow, like I would really want to date you. It would be a shame if this is just sex. Uh, that's happened to me a lot of times. I mean, that's why I started my podcast because women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And like I, you know, <clears throat> and uh, you know, for anyone who doesn't know my show, it's I talk to past partners about why we didn't work out. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, so I first need to get vibe. I, so if I match with someone on Tinder, uh, I normally say nothing because I don't like opening conversation. Uh, if, if the, if the girl's got something in her bio that I can comment on, uh, that I can show any sort of wit or sense of humor, I'll, I'll do that. But if they have such a generic, boring, you know, bio and their pictures are generic and aren't giving me anything i usually don't even open you know because my bio is very full it says i have a girlfriend that we're in an open relationship um i think it says i do a sex podcast i have a picture of me naked in body paint uh so it's like there's a lot of things for someone to open with to comment on so if you gave me nothing uh then guess what i'm gonna make i'm gonna wait for you but I mean, if we're talking or flirting, I'm just going to try to get the in-person meetup to happen as soon as possible. 
because I don't want to do endless conversation, that decreases, I forget what study that I'm making up right now said that the longer you, uh, the more time after the match, the less likely you are to ever even meet. You did right? make that up. Yeah, that's, uh, we, we, we quote that. I'm trying to remember the guy who did that. I actually have it. I'll try and post it in the show notes, but there was this big study about online dating that the longer that you talk online, the less likely you are to actually get out. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I try to just get the thing to happen. So I, uh, I respond to an ad, an ad on Reddit last night. I mean, I know it's not Tinder, but you know, she texted me kind of right away and I was kind of pushing for like, cool. So, I mean, it was a more sexually explicit thing. It's called random acts of blowjob where guess what? It matches penises with mouths. Um, I am, a, I'm a six time alumnus of random acts of muff dive, which you can guess matches pussies and why did I not know? About this Reddit place uh, that he's talking about. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, and what's nice about the Reddit ones is that, it, you know, it's very to the point. Unless you want to add something in your ad that says, hey, I want to do something different. It's like very specific. It's like, hey, I'm looking to blow someone or I'm looking to get a blowjob or I'm looking for someone to eat me out. It's like, you know, very straightforward. Uh, so this woman uh, responds and, uh, to my response and I'm already pushing, be like, hey, so like when, because like, hey, what do you need to know about me? I answer her questions and then I go like, okay, cool. When do you want to meet? She's like, what do you need to know about me? I'm like, you want to give a blowjob, like, and you're really pretty. I'm in. Like, cool. <laughs> what, what else do I need to know? Are, are you a white supremacist? Can you save that for after the blowjob? Can we just, <laughs> um, so yeah. So, and so we're going to meet on Monday and that's going to be a thing. Uh, so yeah, I think one of the biggest, one of the first tips I say is get offline as soon as possible. Uh, there's an app I'm on, I, I, full disclosure, they sponsor my podcast, but I, they do because I actually like the concept. It's called the pure hookup app. And what it is, is you put up a picture for one hour and anyone who likes it, uh, that you like, that you match up with, you have a chat box for one hour to make plans. So the, the idea is to get you from online to offline to hooking up as quit like that night. It's there's no ambiguity. There's no figuring out if they're trying to date you or fuck you or marry you. It's anyone on the app is trying to like hook up and they're trying to hook up tonight. And I really like that because it's, it's taking a lot of steps out of the way because think about when you're on Tinder, if they don't put in their bio, what they're looking for relationship wise or hookup wise, you don't know what the fuck they're doing there. Because you could be there to find a new best friend or you could be looking for someone to come on your face. Who knows? Until you ask. And I find out that if you ask if I can come on your face, it doesn't go so well if they don't want you to. Um, <laughs> um, so what I like about Pure is that it's very straightforward to the point. So you know, sometimes I'll put out requests on there. And uh, when I have a match, it's, it's more like, okay, where are you? What are you into? That, you know, and, and that gets yeah, kind of to the point right there. Oh, I, I was, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting how many people I, we, you know, we talk, cause we talk about dating sites, Cassie does some teaching on it and, you know, like OKCube is usually one that, that she tends to recommend a lot, but I know a lot of people have actually found relationships off Tinder because it is more of that idea of, uh, finding somebody and getting, you know, getting offline to a certain extent. Um, I found that study you're talking about. I knew I had it on my computer. It's called the scientific flaws of online dating sites. I'm going to actually post it in this, uh, in the link, but what I'm hearing you, what kind of what I'm hearing you say is, you know, unless you're on something like, uh, random acts of muff diving, which is just an incredible thing for somebody to have created, I, I just, <laughs> and, or, or something like that, that really, you know, you can't really be looking to make hooking up the goal from the break at all. Like even first talking to somebody, like you really need to be focusing more on getting out and focus on making a connection with somebody and seeing where you want it to go from there more than anything. If you're. Yeah, no, uh, I think, but also you can use your bio space to put that out there. Um, it, it, my bio says I'm in an open relationship. Uh, and it also says that doesn't mean I'm only here to look up. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I meant, uh, that doesn't mean I'm only here to hook up that also doesn't mean I'm not here to hook up. So I make it clear, like, there's a good chance this is going to be more casual, but, like, it also could be a date. Uh, the best way to find out is to, like, meet up and see where our energies are. But I like to get an idea where she's at, too, because if she specifically only wants to date, like, 
and have a like a serious romantic relationship, I'm going to approach that differently than I would someone who is specifically looking for something casual or something that's a hookup. Uh, so I think one of the things you can do to help yourself and uh, give yourself a leg up for when you do meet for coffee or drinks or whatever is to put the vibe out there. Put it in your bio. Like, make it kind of clear. I mean, you don't have to be in all caps, just looking the fuck. But, like, you can, you can allude. You can do a cute way uh, of alluding to that. Or you can be straightforward and say, not looking for a serious relationship, anything like that. Because if they don't read it, that's their fault. I've had people who were ready. Like, we exchanged numbers on, like, Bumble, right? And... Then I I think I make reference to the girlfriend at some point and they go like, excuse me, what? I go like, it was in my bio. Like, it's the first thing there. So that's your fault if you don't read it. Unfortunately, people do not read bios. That's like one of the first things I tell anybody about any kind of online dating or online hooking up is like, for Christ's sake, actually read the bio. Like, it will give you most of the information that you need to know up front. Just read it. Take the time to actually read it. <laughs> And take the time to actually write something because when you come across the person who does read it and you don't have something there, like I bet you that was the person you probably wanted to go on a date with. I like I'll I'll put it this way: my type of woman is the type of woman who reads bios. It's the same type of woman who like reads the article instead of just the headline. Like that's what I'm really into. <laughs> I, I and I think it's great that you're kind of you know. Uh, a little bit known for like hooking up, you know, being that guy to a certain extent. And it's like, but like a lot of what you have to say is treat people like people, which is fucking yeah. fantastic advice. You know what I mean? Cause it's amazing. Women tend to want to sleep with you when you treat them like a person. It's, <laughs> it's a really fucking weird thing, but I guess it works. As, as a woman that messes around with women, one of the things that like I've told people like when I've talked about scenes that I've done, especially stuff that's like, you know, degradation and stuff like that, they're like, well, how did you like get them to allow you to do that? I'm like, I treated them really good like a person before. Like if you treat people like a person up front, they might let you treat them. And I, then I dragged like, her around like a puppy through yeah. a pile of Legos afterwards and told her to bark and pee on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you treat them like a human up front, you'll be able to treat them not like a human later. Um, but it's all cool at that point because everybody's agreed to it. But you know, that's- well, I think, and what I think a lot of people are still, especially a lot of men, uh, you know, struggle with is getting to the place where they have the opportunity to treat someone like a person. So you can't, you don't really get a chance to do that, right? Until you're out on that date or in the chat box. So if you're not getting matches or you can't get the date, you don't get the opportunity. So a lot of people are struggling with that part. Um, I think that's the part a lot of people are, are, are struggling with. Can you tell me a little more about what you mean with that? Like getting the first date. So like when we say like, Hey, treat someone like a person, treat them with respect, um, be open, honest, transparent. You can't be transparent with a person you're not talking to, right? So if you're not even getting matches on Tinder, Bumble, or whatever, you don't get to treat anyone with respect because you're not talking to anybody. Does that make sense? Like if you're on a, you don't get an opportunity to be a respectful, fun, uh, low pressure first date if you're not on the first date. So I think a lot of people have a hard time getting to the point where they get to be a good person. Yeah, no, I agree. It's funny. Like, so like we were telling you earlier, Cassie does a lot of dating stuff right now with people and like there, people tend to have like, you know, it's, it's like two main areas where they're really, one is like getting past a first date. Cause a lot of people get out on a first date and they just kind of bomb it and they don't really know how to do it and get anywhere from that. But a ton of people have problems even getting there in the first place. I mean, it's really difficult for a lot of people to even get out there. And like you said, until you get out and you're actually sitting down in front of somebody and you're actually talking, yeah, you don't really get a chance to treat them like a person. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of people also forget though, when they're tanking that first date, it's like, you know, like a lot of people go to a first date and they're nervous. It's like, hey, you know, the other person's probably nervous too because they're also on the first date. So what, uh, what, what, are, what are some, some tips to finding a hookup that you're not going to regret later? Or I guess in this case, trying to find uh, somebody to go out with that you're not going to regret later. Well, you're, I mean, you can't always avoid going out with someone you're going to regret spending an hour with, you know? Um, I've definitely regretted 
hours of my life that I've spent on dates with people I want nothing to do with. Uh, you can't always avoid that. You can avoid <clears throat> hooking up uh, with people that you would regret by simply not hooking up with them. Uh, it's like when you realize, oh, this is like not a person I want to see tomorrow. If, if that's going to make you feel bad, then don't hook up with them. If you're, Some people can, de- can detach that. They can be like, I'm not into this person at all, but they're really hot and I want to do something with them. That's, you know, they, they, I don't think you're going to regret it. I mean, like, for example, there was a woman who my first threesome was with a woman. I we Me and the other girl pulled off of Reddit, right? And it was like a very straight to the point, like, come over. We're doing this thing with this girl. It was fun. It was great. We tried to meet up one-on-one like a couple years later because she was also in an open relationship and uh, I thought I was going through a dry spell. I was like, oh, let's ask, let's ask her out. Uh, she would have been happy to just come over and fuck me. But me, I have this weird thing where like, I kind of need to connect with a person and like, uh, and I need them to think I'm a little bit funny and stuff like that. Uh, I, I can't get hard if you don't laugh at me. It's weird. <laughs> Is this like comedian problems? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, Hey, let's meet for a drink. And we do. And I, I've never had less chemistry with a person just like it, like, a conversation was like pulling fucking teeth. It was miserable. I'm like, Oh no, like I'm not going to be able to have sex with this really attractive person. Uh, and the way, but then what I was able to do was I text, I knew that she was very submissive, that she likes girls. I texted my girlfriend and I said, Hey, would you want to have like a threesome tonight with a chick who's really subby? Uh, and she was like, yeah, sure. And so I was able to salvage it. Because I look, I could have brought this girl home and then had like a mediocre sexual experience because, you know, I felt weird about having no chemistry. And then I would have regretted it the next day. So I was going to just not sleep with her. But instead, I I found a way to make it a non-regrettable experience by calling the girlfriend. We had a really hot threesome where like my girlfriend was being really dominant to her. I mean, I, this woman had like a glazed look over her face. Like she was calling her princess and you could see in her eyes that the only thing she knew was like, I am a dirty slut and this woman is my princess. Like I, it was, cause I'm not a kinky, I'm not a kinky guy. So it was astonishing to watch the, the transformation over this woman's face. And she was like instructing like me how to fuck her when the fuck her, it was great. And so I didn't regret it afterwards. Had I just brought her home to fuck me, that would have been regrettable. Uh, so I've been on dates where I'm like, I could have sex with this person, but like, I'm really not into it. And so I do this weird thing where I don't have sex with them. Men, women, just don't fuck people you don't want to fuck. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> well, you'd be, it amazes me how complicated some people make that. Cassie, you're one of those people who he's talking about who like, as long as they're not so crazy, they're going to be stalking you the next day. Like yeah. if, if they look like a good lay, it's like... <laughs> Okay, so I'm not going to name names, but there was, you you know who I'm talking about. Gorgeous, beautiful, but just annoying personality. Ha. Uh, um, right? So like those gorgeous. Those are terrible. Right? I hate those. But like, I'm, I guess, especially as being like, you're talking about sort of how your girlfriend's more of a dominant. Like, I'm like, this is what duct tape is made for. And as long as like I can get some duct tape and get together and hang out and do our thing and send them back home and they are, you know, I, 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 I do my best not to fuck crazy. Like that's, that's sort of like my, um, motto, like I don't fuck crazy and I try to avoid, I mean, it can have a mild amount of crazy, but it can't be like super crazy. And as long as they're not crazy for me, like, I'm like, we don't necessarily have to have any other energy aside for you're hot and I want to stick things in you. Like, I'm usually pretty good at like being able not to have to have that connection outside of it. So I guess I'm more of a shallow person. (laughs) Well, see, I can do that, but I have such terrible body image that like, I need to at least know that they think I'm real. Like they need to, if we're not going to connect in, in a conversation, then they need to make a clear kind of upfront that they think I'm really attractive so that I'm not questioning it in my mind. Cause like, I think I'm gross. So I need the woman to like, if I approach a woman, if, like I'm talking to someone at a bar, she needs to call me cute. Like in the first, maybe five, 10 minutes of conversation. If she wants to just bring me home or something, because otherwise I'm going to be like, why is she talking to me this long? This, you know, 
I don't know. I'm fucked up. <laughs> I think it's good that you know up front what your criteria are, though. Yeah. Like, I think everybody has something different they need, you know, as far as like their sexual experiences. And, um, you know, me, a lot of times it's duct tape. <laughs> For you, it's a compliment. Yeah, I thrive off. <laughs> so that's cool. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, and, and everyone and everyone should know that you got to know what you want. I mean, some people, you know, I do find that there's some sort of like vanilla shaming and like, I think the whole demisexuality Tumblr hashtagness, uh, it really was only bred out of casual sex being so accepted. I don't think it, I don't think demisexuality would be a thing. People would be like saying, Oh, I'm this. I, they wouldn't be saying that there'd be no need for it. If casual sex wasn't so accepted. And so there are people who don't like casual sex who almost feel pressured like they're supposed to now. And so I say, nay, if you're not into casual sex, that's fine. So as we're, we're trying to talk about hooking up, there might be some people who think like, well, every all my friends are hooking up. I'm not hooking up. I don't really want to be hooking up. I want a serious relationship. I don't really like casual sex, but I guess I should do it because everyone else is. I say, no, don't do that. Like, you don't have to be casually fucking. Just like there's a little bit of vanilla shaming out there these days where like if you're not kinky and you don't like duct tape, it's almost as if you're like prude and not exploring things. It's like, no, it's like if you don't like it, that's fine. Don't force yourself into things that are going to make you really uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And other aspect of that is like, you may change over time. Like you might have been that guy who was totally cool with just hooking up all the time, but now you're looking for a relationship and this is what you want now. So it's, it's fine to change and, and not necessarily stick to what everybody who's your friends and, you know, your peers are doing at this particular time. It's what suits you best. We have, we have a very good friend who like we've known for years and years and years and was like, you know, like the quintessential like kinky guy, you know what I mean? And like for years, like he was the one like everybody knew, you know, and I mean, he still is, but you know, he was what everybody knew to be like super kinky and into all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know, and, and we talked to him recently and he's like, you know, I just really the last couple of years, like I'm, I'm still into all the sex stuff, but like, I really just haven't been feeling the kink stuff the last couple of years. Like maybe I'll get back to it at some point, but just the last couple of years just hasn't been doing it for me. And this was like the guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, my, I, my name on Google is attached to the word man whore, but there was a good chunk of this year. I want to say like from maybe February or March until maybe as even as late as like a, as like a month ago where my libido was like a lot lower. So I wasn't really trying to go hook up a lot. I wasn't trying to fuck a lot. Um, I wasn't even, you know, and that's weird. That's kind of a mind fuck for me. Cause like, I'm supposed to be the guy I'm supposed <laughs> to be Billy Presida. I'm that man whore dude. I fuck a lot. Go to orgies. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, like sometimes I'm just chilling. I'd rather stay home, watch the West wing and eat bad food. It, it's interesting how that type of stuff can change. And I think it's, I think it's probably especially difficult in like your position or like Cassie, if you decided you weren't like kicky or like, you know, like you said, like that's kind of like what you're known for. Like, you know, like what you do, it's your brand. Yeah. It's your brand, right? It's weird when you're, that would be like, if I was suddenly like, you know what, I'm not really kinky and I'm not really dominant anymore. Like that would, that would kind of like, go against who I am as far as like, what but at the knows. same time, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't how you were feeling, it isn't how you're feeling and you can't, you know, it's not healthy exactly. to force yourself to try and, uh, try and do that shit. Yeah. So how, Oh, so I was gonna say, so how, you know, so to the hooking up, it's like, again, how do we get that first date, that first hookup encounter? Um, while, also kind of showing that like we have kind of a purpose because as i said you know i said before you know the first step to getting laid is not trying to get laid but it doesn't mean you can't be kind of trying to get laid like it can be in the back of your mind um you want to be putting off the right vibes you don't if you're only interested in casual sex uh you don't want to meet up with someone who's monogamous and only looking for marriage right so it's kind of like what sort of opening lines what sort of ways can you set that tone um, I think is, is definitely a question a lot of people would, would need an answer to. And I think, you know, I, well, I think part of what you were saying as far as, yeah, it, it, it's a really interesting balance because you can put it out there without like 
necessarily it being the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Like, like you're talking about putting a profile or like casting are good examples. I mean, like it's kind of out there that like, you know, like we play with people and like, we like doing horrible things to people, but it's not like our opening line to people, but most people who are around know that, you know, if we're interested, it might be available at some point. Right, but you and but us three were public figures. Where when you Google us, you find out oh they're kind of slutty, right? <laughs> like if you go if you Google me, like you'd be like oh this guy's probably kind of slutty. Some of them will think oh maybe he's a player, but whatever. Um, it, it, so for but for your average everyday person, there's really no way of telling that. Like when I say like I have a sex podcast, that's setting a tone um, within the bio. But not everyone has a fuck show. Uh, and I'm not suggesting everyone start a sex podcast just so that people will know that you're into casual sex. So it's kind of like, what's an effective way, like what's a, to, to communicate that to people. I think one way is possibly getting involved in sort of your sex positive communities. If you're able to do that, like if, you know, like you're in New York and like we're, we're in Maryland and both have pretty booming sex positive, you know, communities by being involved in your like sex positive community, that open dialect and conversation kind of comes out that, you know, you're a sexually open person, that sort of thing. I think that can be very helpful. Um, I also think that, you know, you were talking about profiles, you know, you don't have to be like a douchebag about it and be like, all I want is my dick sucked, you know, but you can say I'm looking for something more casual. I'm not looking for a long-term relationship, those sort of things. I think those are things that sort of plant those seeds early on, um, as far as like hooking up with people. So if you're meeting people inside of like a sex positive community, most likely they're going to know that that's an option. Yeah, it's like if you want to hook up with like fellow slutty, if you're slutty and you want to be with other slutty people, go to where the sluts are. Like go to a poly munch. Not that all polyamorous people are slutty, but you're going to increase your likelihood of meeting like-minded people if you go to that or go to a kink munch or you know things of that nature or if you can find a um you know like an open source sex party where like uh, anyone can kind of go, then things like that. It's like if you want to hook up with people who are looking to hook up, go to where the hookup stuff are. Um, yeah. I think that's good. What I'd be curious to get from either of you is, you know, now if you go out, see, and I don't really have this experience because pretty much everybody that I hook up with is floats around that, those communities in some way or another. But and you if, also have an awesome wingman. And I do have an awesome wingman. But if you go out and you're, you're dealing with somebody and you say they haven't read your profile. Maybe it's somebody you just met out like, you know, like somewhere and you've got a number and you're just going out. They haven't read your profile. They're not part of that community. What is like a way that you can kind of give that vibe off on a date without being like coming across as a fucking creeper during the first? Oh man, who fucking knows? I, 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 people go like, how did you hook up with so many people? Like, dude, it's, I think it's all an accident. I have no idea why any of those people made the mistake of sleeping with me. Uh, I don't pick up a lot of people at bars, not because I don't want to. I just don't, I can't afford going out to bars. Um, I'm no longer in college where I have an allowance. I, uh, uh, I don't, I don't have that privilege anymore. So I don't, I don't really go out to bars and hit on people at bars much, but I feel like when I did a lot of times, like women approached me or I made a comment and then we got talking. So when I'm talking, so I think what you're saying is when you're talking to the person at the bar, how do you give up that vibe? I don't know. I think you give compliments. I think you make it clear that you find them attractive. You see where the night takes you. Um, I mean, there. I know that there are dudes who are really bold and they say things like, you know, they talk for like two minutes to someone and they can see that she's interested and they jump straight to like, I'd really like to see your pretty mouth wrapped around my cock. And that apparently that works sometimes. I don't have the, I don't have Cassie the call. Cassie is dropping her head. I don't know if your video I know. is still running. She yeah. actually just banged her microphone with her head. I, I know, I know. But like I hear the stories, that apparently that works one in a thousand times. I don't recommend it to people. But it's like, I don't have the gall to do something as straightforward as that. But after like me, if I'm talking to someone, we're vibing for like an hour, I'm going to suggest like, hey, you know, especially if we live in a similar area, I'll be like, hey, do you want to like come back to my place? And like, or, uh, you know, or, hey, I was going to head back if we're on the same train. I try to see if we can get on the same train um, or be, or just simply like a, hey, want to get out of here. I feel like, hey, want to get out of here has been put in enough movies that it's like universal code for 
you know, do you want to like and chill fool around? Yeah. I mean, but a great way to do it is if you can get the kiss done at the bar, I mean, at least then you're, you're opening the doors for more that night or for a different night, you know, just because somebody doesn't go home with you that, that night doesn't mean they're never going to want to go home with you. They just, for what there could be a plethora of reasons that they're like, ah, I can't do it tonight. I got a thing in the morning or, you know, I've got 17 dogs I'm babysitting, but you know, they'd be like, I totally want to fuck the shit out of you like this Wednesday. Um, so, you know, again, it's don't try to get laid that night. But if you can get the kiss or you get a number, if you can, even if you throw out a like, hey, want to get out of here and they can't, but they're like, it's not that I don't want to go home with you. I just can't tonight. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I think Cassie should speak here because I, I don't know how to pick up women at bars. I think it's all by accident for me. I will say before, as far as that whole, like, I'd like to see your lips wrapped around my dick thing from somebody you first met. I think that's one of those things that it does work for people, but that's like such an incredibly tiny fraction of the population that probably no one who's listening to this would be advised to go out and try. That. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Um, as, as someone who's a dating coach, like when I have clients who come to me and are like, oh, well, you know, this pickup artist said like, you know, I should say this at a bar. I'm like, yeah. And it might work like 1% of the time, but probably about 50% of the time you're going to get smacked in the face. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really, uh, encourage that. Um, but I, I, I agree. I think like, you know, as far as picking up somebody, you know, the best thing is to start like the flirtation early, um, be flirtatious, um, start with like, you know, mild touch, see if you can get the kiss, see if you can get sort of like, you know, the, the, the semi, you know, out in public appropriate ropiness going on if you can. Um, and, you know, then make the suggestion of, you know, making, you know, the progress of going somewhere else, you know, back to their place, back to your place, whatever, um, in a non-creepy fashion. And what I mean by that is, you know, not being like really pushy about it, but bringing it up very lightly, like, hey, you know, you want to get out of here? Hey, you want to, you know, go back to my place for some drinks, you know, whatever, however you want to word it, but not in like a pressury, like, come with me, you know, like, like don't yeah. try to like take it like where you're kind of like being like the, uh, you know, Batman trying to get somebody to come back to your bat cave. Like you want to be like more calm about it. Yeah. If you get a no on the come back to my place and she's still talking to you, don't fucking push it because that could be a, that could be her way of, for, that could be one of the many reasons that she, and she's not, she could be uh, not bringing you back for one of many reasons and not telling you, or she doesn't do like one night stands, but like you, if she's still talking to you after saying, no, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm staying here for whatever reason, don't push it because like you might get it a different night. Um, you know, again, it's like, don't be so short sighted that needs to happen tonight. You can be laying the groundwork to hook up with this person a different evening. There's a big difference between no now and no forever. And a lot yeah. of times, you know, if you keep pushing it, that no now might be a no forever. <laughs> and I, I think we're back. I think we're back again to this whole thing of, you know, even if you're looking to get laid at some, which we're all, I mean, at some point looking to get laid. Right. But like, even if you're looking to get laid, unless it's like something specific that like you guys met in some place, like a sex party or like on a Reddit group that's specifically dedicated to it or like some Craigslist post for a gangbang. Like unless it's specifically something that you have set up from the beginning, you're way more likely to get laid if you approach it without the goal of getting laid that night. Like it's just, you know, and you actually treat people like people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of it just comes down to also like, I don't know, try to be socially aware, try to read fucking body signals. Don't go straight for the kiss. You know, like as you said, you go light touch and it's not like you do light touch and then to do more light touch, you do light touch and then you read. Does she look uncomfortable when you do that? Does she smile and look, make eye contact with you when you do that? Cause when you touch her arm and she looks uncomfortable, guess what? Don't do more touching. Some people go like, oh, no, 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 I'm supposed to do light touching, then I do heavier touching, then I put my tongue in her mouth. I'll be like, yeah, but if she didn't like, if she looked uncomfortable at light touch, you're not supposed to progress. And I think a lot of people, like, they forget that she's a person, and instead they see the steps. They see, like, no, here's the checklist. This is the order that they gave me. They, say to, they said to do A, then B, then C. 
but they forget that they're dealing with a human. So you have to actually read the reactions to A and to B and to C. I think it would be really interesting at some point to kind of have a conversation from the the alternative and from like a woman's perspective. But I don't think that we've got the the expertise in this group that we've got right now to do that. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to go to a bar and and uh, and pick someone up for your podcast. And, uh, yeah, there we pick go. Pick up like a pick up a normal person for your podcast, not like a pervy slutty weirdo like us. <laughs> well, and I, I I just wanted to say, baby, I love the fact that you don't really like consider me much of a woman. Like you're like you know we actually uh, need to find. Clearly, I don't. <laughs> uh, not at all. <laughs> well, Billy, I think we should. Uh, I think maybe we should get on to the uh, the speed round, which is like just uh, we got a couple quick questions for you to answer. I wonder if he's going to have a leg up on other people who have done this because of this whole stand-up comedy. <laughs> I mean, I love having a leg up. You know, I think that's a great way to do doggy style. I think a lot of people forget to put the leg up. It's a game changer. <laughs> I think that's a yes. I believe that's a yes. But before we do, you have any, any other like uh, – tips or anything you'd like to give as far as the topic we were talking about like do's notes as far as uh hook it up i like put your leg put your leg up during doggy it was a game changer it made, changed my life uh uh i think the main thing is again just remember you're talking to a person and uh like her whole is not like the end of a video game that is not where you're trying to be just connect and see what happens okay don't be pissed okay oh um we didn't bring up this i'll say this as my one brief tip is you are not entitled to anything fuck no so you're no matter how much time no matter how many drinks you bought no matter how many compliments you gave you're not entitled to jack shit if she says yes and then just changes her mind you're not entitled to nothing so don't get all pissy because you got shut down after talking to someone for two hours you know, um, don't be mad. Like someone didn't say she had a boyfriend and you didn't ask and you're like, but I fucking bought you drinks and we talked for hours. Like, well, you forgot to ask, do you have a boyfriend? That's your fault. Um, so yeah, drop the entitlement attitude. Remember you're talking to a person. Fantastic. Great advice. All right. So we're going to do this speed round. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to try to answer them as quickly as possible. You should really. Oh, be so spending- there's no methamphetamines involved. Not unless you've already not unless you've already taken it. I'm really disappointed. Kind of let down. <laughs> Well, you know, I, we, we to told be fair, you- we did email you that we were doing the speed round and you probably should have uh, taken the math already. <laughs> good point. Good point, man. Wouldn't a speed speed round be interesting? Be like, you do a podcast with someone. It's nice. It's cool. It's calm, collected. Then you mail them some speed and then you do whatever the speed round is. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> bring it on. What do you got for me? What do you got? Okay. What is something you're not very good at? Uh, sex? No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, dieting. Tell me something that's true that almost no one agrees with you on. Well, obviously the moon landing was filmed, but no one seems to want to back me on this one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The best piece of relationship advice you've ever received. There's, oh, this came from our mutual friend, Jefferson. Uh, I've applied it to other things where I, I substitute the noun for whatever else it is. But uh, he once said on my show, he said, there's always another Bukaki." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, don't have the fear of missing out. Like there's always another party. There's always another class. There's always another whatever. So it's like, it, you don't have to go to this one. That's why you don't have to be fucking pushy if they say no. Awesome. Exactly, so yeah. what are the three things you couldn't live without? Uh, bacon, carbs, uh, and and lube. <laughs> I feel like we're back to the whole dieting, dieting thing. thing, right? My, um, that's my life. That's yeah. That's kind of my. It says on my fucking. I have a big whiteboard, which is a calendar, and uh, for next Saturday, it says sex party. But the three days leading up to it, it says stop eating fun foods. All right. So, what turns you on? Uh, I have a thing for people who have a thing for me. What ter- what what, ter- what turns me on? My name on stuff. That's that turns me on. Put my name on your put the name of my podcast. Put hashtag man or podcast on your tits and tweet them at me. I'm gonna fucking just have a pod boner and jizz in the corner. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, a book you would recommend to our listeners? 
Do, I, I assume it should be like a sex a sex related book. It can be uh, any book, any, any book, book you want. I'll keep it the sex stuff. I know what show I'm on. Uh, I can't recommend enough Sex with Shakespeare. That was my favorite book of 2016. Uh, it's by Jillian Keenan. It's called Sex with Shakespeare. It's a memoir about her discovering, um, accepting her relate her relationship to her spanking fetish through the works of Shakespeare. And I gotta say, I don't like Shakespeare. I'm not into spanking. I hate memoirs. I loved that book, Sex with <laughs> Shakespeare. Okay. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Heights. Oh, being. Oh, I, oh if we want to be more real, being alone. But hey, I mean, this is the, this is the speed round. <laughs> All right. What's the most adventurous thing you've ever done, sexual or non-sexual? I mean, I think I'm going to have to go with... Probably the first time I met up with with a group of people on Craigslist because it's the it, because it's the first time I was 21 years old and I applied for a gangbang because at 21 I had never been to a gangbang and I just thought like that would be cool. I'd also like never paid taxes or rented a car, so maybe I skipped some steps. But I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try to do this gangbang, and I got it. They they picked me. I was like, oh my. So I go, and the scene that the and, and the scene that they wanted was this. It was an older woman. She wanted a group of guys to go to this apartment and watch porn together. Then she wanted to walk into the apartment and uh, catch us all uh, jerking off the porn. Then she wanted to punish us in this weird mommy son's role play by sending us to the bedroom and making us have sex with her. Such a horrible punishment. And I was thinking, like, where were these moms when I was growing up, you know? Uh, but so I go and I'm 21 and these are all like dudes in their mid to late 20s or 30s or 40s. And it's like five guys and we're all sitting there watching porn. I'd never seen penises in person before. And I, 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 tr I did it. I started jerking off and I'm trying to like stay hard. And then 45 minutes in, I'm looking around and I'm just like, hey, where's the chick? <laughs> great if she never showed up she never showed up <laughs> are oh, you no. shitting me <laughs> oh my god that's and you know she had like cameras in that bitch or something <laughs> i waited a little over an hour and this because this was like some guy's place <sighs> who apparently oh allegedly was coordinating with her and i left a little uh, over an hour uh and yeah that was and then I left, and I'm 21. No one I, in my friend group had done anything remotely close to half of this. And, you know, I told my friend Katie, who's like my best friend, whenever I go to a Craigslist thing, I text her an address, a phone number. She knows what it is. She knows like Billy's doing something weird. And if he disappears, give this info to the cops. So I told Katie about it and we had a good laugh. But I would say that's the most, that's not the craziest thing I've ever done. But I think at the time, that was the riskiest thing because, like, I'd never done it before. And, and because it failed. And the amazing thing is, you got back out after that and did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy didn't, like, lock us all in and chop our dicks off and, like, eat them for dinner. No, but. I, I, I'm, I'm having this weird thought that that chick never existed and the dude who set it all up was filming this entire thing, so. Oh, yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Billy. Who's your movie star crush? Uh, it used to be Ben Affleck, but he ain't looking so hot these days. Uh, I can, can I go TV crush and just say Ricky Lake? There we go. Yo, What's I looked at Ricky Lake recently. She can still get it. You know, she's still looking good. What's something that you're working on right now that you want our listeners to know about? Oh, I'm doing a thing called Man Whore Con in October, and it's a weekend of ticketed sexy events with yours truly. We're going to go to the Museum of Sex. We're going to have bar hangouts. Uh, we're going to have sexy swag bags. There are going to be some other events I have yet to announce, uh, and there, it's going to culminate in a live Man Whore podcast taping here in New York City. Uh, if you're interested in going even just to the live podcast taping, you don't have to do the whole weekend. If you just want to come to the live show, you can go to manwhorepod.com slash tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun, sexy giveaways. And we'll uh, we'll put that link uh, in our in the notes here for anybody who's interested in going. Uh, Billy, where can people find you online? Uh, I am on Twitter and begrudgingly on Instagram at the Billy Presida. That's P R O C I D A. Uh, you can find my show, The Man Whore Podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. You search Man Whore, and that's me.
Thanks for joining us today, man. It's been a blast talking to you. We're going to have to do something again before too long if you're interested. For sure. Always. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to go check out Billy's podcast and also check out uh, ManhorCon, which is coming up. You can find all the links in the show notes at atouchofflavor.com slash 004. We talked a lot today about finding people online and how important it is to get offline as soon as possible. Uh, we actually have a whole uh, live training coming up online on how to do just that, on how to find kinky partners online and then get them offline, turn them into real dates. If you want to check that out, you can go to atouchofflavor.com forward slash TKD, like Tom King David, or you can just click the link in the show notes. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.